0: We're the Ragamuffins, and we went to Download Festival. Anyway, we went to Download Festival, didn't we? And we had a good time. Very good time. time.
1: Our second download, James. It was.
0: Your third. My third. And it was just just lovely.
1: Big group of people.
2: It was the FCG was born. Shout out to all, all the crew that came, I think. It was lovely from, I think, our perspective of we've done gigs together for so long that we had such a big group together and everyone just kind of clicked and got on with each other people kind of saw different bands together everyone separated off and I think that was just like a really nice dynamic to have and it it added to the whole atmosphere of being at download no it it was wonderful to have a collection of people and yeah a great buzz I think
0: and we got early entry didn't we we went on the Wednesday um, I think it's probably worth talking about what goes down then because to people that have never been to download before they might think, well, hey, there's no bans until Friday, so... What's the point? What are you guys doing for two days?
1: Oh, we partied. Well, f- first of all, setting up a good spot in camp is like... It's crucial. Crucial. Because we got there sort of mid-afternoon mm-hmm. um, after sitting in a queue of cars for a, about an hour, maybe. Um, and by the time we got there, black camp was full, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. if you're like on the fence about whether or not you want... Like, if there's a big group of you and you all want to camp together, I think early entry on the Wednesday
0: or the Thursday is pretty much a necessity. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because obviously this year was a brand new layout and there was still plenty of space in the back of our campsite by Friday. But when I've been in the past before, we've got there quite... We've had early entry but gone, ah, yeah, we don't need to get there too early and arrive like at the end of the day on the Wednesday. And it's really hard to find a space yeah. sometimes. Or at least just a good space. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially if you've got, like... You just said, Alex, a big group of people that you're going with. It's best to get there nice and early and find a good spot. Which we did. Yes. Had a nice little camp set up.
2: Um, you can kind of see yeah. that in our vlog as well. We we have a vlog of all of this. So maybe as well plug it now. All, all five days of it.
1: But yeah, other than that, a lot of the Wednesday and Thursdays just sort of soaking up the atmosphere, getting yourself familiar with the layout and
0: partying. And partying. Basically, basically yeah. Which was great, wasn't it? I feel like the Wednesday, it's nice to kind of just learn your surroundings, familiar, familiarize yourself a bit. Have a little explore around the village, um, which is pretty much like just a set of loads of stalls, shops, food places.
2: I did much prefer the village being on the tarmac this year, because yeah, previously it... when we went in 2019, it was, I mean, it, it rained a lot. It was muddy as hell. And I think it kind of, pun intended, I guess, dampened the experience slightly. Mm. Um, but having that on the tarmac this time was so much better. Uh, it just, I think it it changed it,
0: to be honest, really. I think my only concern with the village from this year was if it was pissing it down with rain like it normally is, and it is the reason they put it on tarmac, the doghouse now is uncovered. Mm. used to be in a tent, mm. so it was fine when it was raining because you just go in there and it'd be all right. But with it being uncovered, I'm not sure the doghouse would have been as busy and as good a time as it was if it was raining. True, very true. Yeah, it definitely
1: felt like it could have done with even a portion of it covered with some sort of like TP
0: or... Yeah, well, I mean, I something. do wonder, because obviously the weather forecast was fine, I do wonder that if it was going to be a bit worse, whether they'd put some kind of tarp across... Like, yeah. They might it, have had a backup plan and yeah, they just never right, had to put they it might, They might well have done. Um, I mean, it was surrounded by like cargo shipping containers, so it could well have been they'd used those to... Like, put some kind of tarp or cover across. But still, a, a good time. A couple of good nights out.
2: So that's the first two days. And then we hit the main The main reason we're there for. We hit Friday, day one of the festival. Finally and, some bands. It was. I, I can try and think of some of the first bands we saw. I remember the first main one for me was Berry Tomorrow. Uh, recently kind of getting into them a little bit more. I think it absolutely hit live. I, I loved it. I think they put on a, an incredible show. For me, that was like a really big kickoff on Friday. And like... A welcome back to Downlow Festival.
0: Well, just before Barry tomorrow, we kicked off the weekend with Harriet, which I felt like their set was very much what I feel like their EP was, which is like a showcase of what they're good at, and yeah, definitely, basically a bit of a like, hey, we're here, we mean business, watch out. I love their
1: set. It was great to see, um just the reaction of the whole tent. I guess, uh, but it, what it what opened the up first, straight yeah, away. Opened the pit, opened up straight away, and it was. I guess the first band for a lot of people of the whole mm. festival, and it was just amazing that people were there, like with the en- like bringing their energy straight away for a band of that size. It was just good to see everyone showing their support. So Circling back to Bury Tomorrow, actually, I think that was like a perfect example of why a festival is great. It's like a chance to see a band that maybe I wouldn't have gone to a headline show, but now they've like won me over, and I'm willing. Like, like excited to go to a yeah, tour I'm in the probably future. the
0: same I really enjoyed their set I liked the I think they, they seemed excited themselves to use some pyro and have like the opportunity being on the main stage to use a bit more production yeah and it was their um, new members like first download like he'd, he'd never yeah. played a show that size before was it, it was can
1: you th- imagine that must have been terrifying and it I think
0: w- I think it was his, his first time with like any kind of production as well mm. well it was his second time which, quite, which is quite which is quite funny
2: like, because they they did slam dunk last year, they had no no live shows since then. So that's been mm-hmm. what you're looking nine months of like, okay, we've kind of done one gig, and then it's just releasing new music and
0: building up to the biggest show they're going to ever play, probably. At that point, and then I believe we went back to the main stage to see Black Veil Brides, <laughs> who surprised me. Yep. Do
1: you know what? Fair play, they were actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> they're they're, a, they're a bit of a meme,
0: but. It was fun. I did enjoy it, and I didn't realize how many Blackville Bride songs I actually knew. <laughs> but I was there singing along. Yeah, I knew I knew some of it. I, I think a great our, time.
1: Every, our whole group that was watching it out just enjoyed it. We did have a nice. We time. had a really nice yeah. time. So no shame, no shame in enjoying Blackville Bride.
0: I think it was Skindred after that. I believe
2: it was. Which yes,
1: we had different experiences because I believe were you in the pit? I was right down pit.
2: Me, me, Reuben, and Tyler right down by the pit, and.
1: It's weird because they're never a band
2: that I listen to outside of seeing them at a festival. That's the only time I've seen It's been Slam Dunk and Downloads previous. I think Um, they're
0: probably at their best at a festival. They are.
2: They're they're live, kind of atmosphere. Benji Webb commands the stage and the crowd so perfectly. And it's just entertaining. I think it is one of the best words to describe them because it's fun. You're going to be up and about dancing even if you don't know the songs. It's groovy. You're going to have a laugh. They do fun covers, like I'm, they did Van Halen Jump. I've seen them do the Final Countdown before. They're just a band that I think, even if you, you don't listen to them, but you see their name on a bill, and there's no big clashes that you're desperate to see, I think Skindred are a band that it's just recommended to always go and watch, because like I say, you'll just have such a fun time, and it'll just be good
1: memories from that.
0: And then you were down the front, James, while myself and Alex went for a little bit of a wander, looked around some stalls and stuff,
1: Yeah, bought some new socks... I bought some sunglasses.
0: It was nice. Um, but and then we circled around to the the top of the hill and caught the end of Skin Dread from there. Yeah, which was and a, a sight to behold.
1: Yeah, I go I it's the same sort of sentiment. Like it was a show. It was like a spectacle to watch. And even as far back as we were, you could feel like the energy that Benji Webb was giving out was like reverberating all the way through the crowd. How was it seeing the newport helicopter from that far back?
0: Yeah, it, it was <laughs> cool. It looks great.
1: Yeah, I think if you're not going to be in it, you should watch it from the top of the hill because it's just, yeah, can't really put it into words. You just got to see it. I think from that point there was a little bit of a clash where the
2: group separated slightly. A couple of them stayed for a day to remember, but all three of us, we headed off to the avalanche. We went and watched Sleep Token for our fourth ritual.
0: Yeah, that was that clash was a tough decision for me. Like I do like a day to remember, and it's and like I've, like, I've seen Sleep Token. Like so many times recently, but never intoxicated, never in <laughs> the state that I would be at a festival. So I felt like I needed to experience that, and it was well worth it.
2: And I circling back, like seeing some of the clips that some of our group got from a day to remember, it just looked so much fun, and the crowd were so into it, and it looked packed out as well. Yeah,
0: it did look a good time, which, like, but we had a great time as well. Didn't oh
2: we? man, I, I I still don't regret. Going to sleep token over uh a day to remember because I think every time we've seen them, it's been like very different. Like the introduction to them, kind of at the Heavy Music Awards as a live show. Seeing them in their headline was incredible, and I think just a very cinematic kind of experience. um
0: Yeah, it's been a different.
2: Architects was so different. Show every time, isn't it? It I was, and then them at a festival for the first time. Um, and I think probably a lot of people's introduction to them, because like you say, you kind of go into a festival and you can kind of go and see different bands you might never see. I think they they put on a really good show, were able to do a, a good diverse set, and you could see still at points that the crowd that knew who they were were entirely captivated.
0: Yeah, Alex
1: went in the pit. Yeah, not by my own choice. <laughs> <laughs> we were there, it was, it was quite chill, because I think with Sleep Token, if you're in the midst of it, it's chaotic. If you're on the edge of the pit, you can be quite relaxed and then all of a sudden
0: dan's shoving me into the pit along with him so good job well Dan. i, I it was getting to kind of the drop towards the end of hypnotize uh, hypnosis rather mm. um i just turn around with intentions of going into the pit and between myself and the pit there was alex he's going with you i saw any one solution
1: <laughs> but it was great yeah i think if you're on the fence or like if you don't believe the hype around sleep token and you have the chance to see them, it will change your mind. A hundred percent. Yeah. And if you're a fan and the opportunity comes up, just go. They're one of the most like captivating live bands of like the modern scene, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. And then I think we split off again after that, didn't we?
1: Yeah. We, we all had different experiences
2: after that to kind of close off our evenings. Um, I mean, Dan, I mean,
0: should we start with you? You stayed at the Avalanche. I stage. stayed at
2: Avalanche stage. Um, saw a Ghost in, the Ghost inside. Um, their first UK show in about seven or eight years. It was absolutely incredible. Um, a band that I didn't get into, I think, until just before, like everything shut down. I think we had a tickets to go to see them at Brixton, and that was meant to be in I think 2020, and everything kind of closed off from that, and it gave me more of a chance over those two years to kind of get into them and really enjoy that. And I knew that as soon as I kind of saw them on the bill here for download, it was a must-see.
1: And also it would have been, I'm all right in thinking, their first UK show since There's their a, crash.
2: Yeah, first first the UK show in eight years um, to be at Download Festival.
1: Yeah. Um, must have been and a lot of emotions in the tent. It
2: was, I remember that Jonathan was talking about it and kind of saying about they never thought they'd even be back and get to this point and kind of going through, you went through a, a brief kind of summary of what happened with the crash and how they kind of transformed as a band and how they managed to get here and that kind of thing. And yeah, I think there were probably a few few tears shed in that tent, but it was amazing to see it packed out. Um, some of the best pits I saw over the weekend were, were during them. Uh, I think the pressure point when the breakdown hit and that was fucking ridiculous. So Ghost Inside, um, probably my, my Friday highlight, Quite possibly.
0: While you were there, I went over to the second stage to check out Frank Carr and the Rattlesnakes. And I have to say I was really impressed. Um it kind of lost me a bit with his recent album. I wasn't so into that. Um but I mean there was a slight overlap between um them and the End of Sleep Token, so I missed the first couple of songs, but as I got there they were playing Juggernaut, which is off of their first album. Um, and their heaviest album so instantly i was like okay (laughs) here we go then and yeah i think it was a phenomenal set really really strong set list played a distillers cover because that's who they they replaced replaced quite last minute um brilliant set i think potential future headliner for the whole thing
1: yeah i think that was the only thing about the the sort of clashes or like the overlaps in stage times is that I didn't get to see them because I think I would have really really enjoyed it yeah I think you would have done maybe next time
2: so as me and Dan saw Ghost Inside and Frank Carter you went for the headliner you, you've you been waiting for this for so long and
1: Alex who did you go and see? I went to see Kiss it was just I don't know everything I hoped and thought it would be like I don't know I, I always had like a fascination with like a bit of an obsession with them when I was younger. And so like having this idea in my head of what their live show could be and then having so, it actually be...
0: So that could have been dangerous. Yeah. Like high expectations. I think that... I think...
1: will remind me of high expectations when we get to Saturday's headliner. But um it was just like a goosebump moment like from the moment their set started just hearing Gene Simmons just call out All right, download... I was like, oh my god. And then, it was just, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. Like, the set list was great, I think. The the show, like, that was a show. And even seeing your videos, you can tell it was a show. Like, the the performance, the
2: whole production Mm. they put on, they went all out.
1: As a Kiss fan and being, like, pretty, I wasn't that close, but I was pretty close. I was, like, in front of the first. Yeah, you were in front of the barrier. In front of the barrier, yeah. It was just like, it was like being at a party. It was like. Or, like, the age range there was insane. Everyone was, like, singing and dancing with each other. It was just, like, it was so much fun.
0: See, I watched a couple of Kiss songs from right at the very back. Um, obviously, coming from the second stage quite... Not late on into their set, but quite a considerable overlap at the start. And it was cold at the top of that hill. And they were talking a lot. Yeah. Um. So maybe I was just there at a bad moment, but I thought, well, I'll stick it out and see what happens. And then... They didn't play anything I really knew, and I was like, "Ah, that's it's good to co-op."
1: Yeah, that's a shame
0: because <laughs> because let's get, the, let's get back to camp. the
1: first three songs. A were great, but also they didn't really do it. I think you must have got like, I must when have, I must when have the arrived in that little bit did the set after they'd yeah. done
0: like the first. It was pretty unrelenting at the start, big yeah. starts, and then the lull kind of. Um, just before the midway yeah. point so, but seeing your footage I do wish I'd stuck it out and stayed a bit longer agreed but, yeah, but Culp yeah. was good fun that night as well mm, yeah
1: so I hear <laughs> <laughs> I think the other thing is that was great is like it's a band with such big personalities that like each member basically had their own chance to do like a solo part of the show like there was obviously a drum solo yeah a guitar solo where fire Tommy breathing fire breathing with Gene Simmons he did the blood spitting as well and then he was like at the top of a platform way up in, like, almost in the rafters of the stage. Um
0: So that's terrifying, considering their age. Yeah, I know.
1: Of... Poor Sunny went on a zip wire at 70 years old. <laughs> Imagine
0: grandparents up there. What are you doing? Have you? Get a down.
1: Of? Yeah, it was great. If, if I had a time machine, kissing the 70s, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Shout out to the co-op, though, because that's actually a really good thing about the whole festival. All the vendors, everyone was really nice, like high spirits. Oh, yeah. The whole weekend. There was... No one grumpy that I met who was, like, working there.
2: Yeah, people in the co-op, like, behind the tills, that when just random songs were coming on, they were just jamming to it, singing. Um, It's quite an experience. If your co-op could do that, please,
0: that'd be much appreciated.
1: mate, I wish, if only.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also, like, I reckon we could have got away with not taking anything but our tent to the festival. Like, anything you need to buy is there somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. like to somewhere like Fat Franks for your camping stuff or to the co-op to get your food and your alcohol. I, I reckon everything's there for you. Yeah. Saturday. So that was a good
1: Let's set. Let's talk about Malevolence. We've seen them. Well, peek behind the curtain. We're recording this at Outbreak Fest. Yesterday, Malevolence with a secret set. And that's my third time of seeing them now.
2: In about that many months.
1: And I'll tell you what, they are a band that are going to just take over. It's so not your
0: fourth time seeing them. Saw them in. Oh shit! It is my fourth. Yeah. So headline, my mistake. Fourth was, time. Because I was thinking I've seen them three times. You must have seen them more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Each time has been better than the last. Like the crowds are getting. I mean, I know they've all been different settings, but like, I saw them in Oxford at the O2, which was a pretty small crowd, and that was insane. But like seeing them at second stage at Download, with the crowd that they brought in. And Like an energetic crowd as well, it wasn't like because it was pretty early in the day by festival standards.
0: Yeah, they were what the third band on on the second yeah. stage.
1: People could have very easily just stood around and watched, but people were there for it.
0: People ran around mm-hmm. in circles a lot. Yep, rolled my ankle. I mean, we were relatively well, not. Not miles, but we are relatively far back for most of the set, and there were still Circle Pits and Mosh Pits even there.
1: Yeah, I just think Malevolence are a band that just get on the hype now, because they're going to be huge, I think. But then back to the Avalanche. For Loth.
0: Yeah, we started a bit of like a a residency (laughs) that the Avalanche stage from here on. We saw... Yeah, we kicked things off with Loth, didn't we? I mean... Best set of the day for me. That was your highlight
1: for Saturday. Yeah, big time. Explain. I'm just a massive fan, and they put on a really good show i don't know <laughs> like, like i'm it, sold there are there are things on the album that, that you then hear it live and it's like 10 times heavier and 10 times more impactful and it's like shit is <laughs> the world about to end but I, yeah i just think they're great
0: i think being in a tent really works for them yes it kind of encloses the sound in keeps keeps the atmosphere I don't think it would have sounded as as heavy like you said on on an outdoor stage. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But I would still be interested to see them on the main stage, perhaps.
2: They had, I think, from my recollection as well, some of the best pits of the weekend. Like their their main kind of front and centre one was absolutely chaotic for the whole of their set. There was like no let up whatsoever. Um and it was cool to kind of just see that much energy for like a British band still kind of making their way up a little bit on a smaller stage and to see it kind of like filling out fairly full and just such great energy in the room, in the tent for it. It um, was really quite cool to see.
0: It straight after Loathe, we saw their friends holding absence. I think,
2: well, 100% one of the highlights of my weekend by far. Um, I mean, they just absolutely killed it. The tent was, was pretty packed. Um. I yeah I mean, that's we, my shit the whole time.
0: we've talked a lot about holding absence on here and in some of our vlogs and stuff, but something new we can talk about is that a new song that they played
2: oh it it was amazing live. I think Scott's vocals taking over like Lucky from Alpha Wolf from that on aching longing um was really, really impressive and i I was surprised at how well it hit live um a, a very very enjoyable experience and then my hope for this upcoming ep is just building and building so much now
1: yeah and i don't have much to say because i didn't watch a whole lot of the set i sort of had an exhaustion based based wobble where i had to leave the tent to get a drink and an ice cream which i got for free so i only came back to like the very end of the set but the tent was packed and all i could see was james sort of flailing about on top of people's yeah. heads for the that happened there. quite a lot during their set
0: and Lucas saw James failing around as well He's He had this nice little message very grateful I forgot where we went from there I stuck around at the Avalanche stage a bit for grandson not much to say about them they were alright
1: me and Josh went to the dog t- and Callum me and Josh and Callum went to the dog tooth stage with every intention of watching Bleed from Within however we were sat on the hill watching Shinedown beforehand thinking we'll just wait for Bleed from Within to start we heard them start behind us, turned around and went, oh, the tent's full, we can't get in. So, Bleed From Within sounded great. <laughs>
0: um, that obviously says a lot about the band, really. They're obviously really popular, which must mean but they're mean, doing something right.
1: They're a recognisable name. I I was surprised that they were on that tent, to be honest. It seems like well, a they bit were of a apparent- They apparently went
0: down really well at the pilot last year. Mm. So, obviously, it's, it's going to be a a similar crowd if not the same crowd.
1: Yeah. So it seemed like they they this, just Yeah, it's a shame they weren't bumped them, basically. up. Yeah, they should have been bumped up, but you know, congratulations if you saw Bleed From Within. I hope it makes you very happy.
0: Uh, meanwhile, uh, James got some donuts. Yes. I did as well. I don't know why I'm just making you <laughs> sound like the fatty. Um, they were great donuts. After that, we checked out Death Tones. Yes, Because I've always said that Deftones are a bit overrated. They're not all that.
2: After seeing them um, now?
0: I don't think my opinions changed, really. They were good. They weren't... They were good. They weren't, like, amazing. Like, my, my difficulty is that p- people that I speak to are like, oh, they're the best band in the world. They're incredible. And loads of bands that I like are like, oh, they're my favourite band. They've got such an influence on our band. But whenever I've listened to them, they've just been all right.
1: Yeah, I think... The way my experience of Deftones set was the songs that I knew were were amazing. Hearing them live was almost surreal. But then the songs I didn't know, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? But I'll take Josh's word for it. Josh is a massive Deftones fan and he had an amazing time. So, you know, what's all about in it?
0: I'll keep trying with them. Yes. And then we checked out a little bit of Maiden, I think, didn't we?
1: Me and Dandard, you went back to t- I t-
0: I was, t- I was going back to Tent.
2: I think it was, again, you mentioned it like with you at the end of, uh, just kind of the end of day one on Friday of just going to see Kiss and being cold at the top of the hill. Mm. We were kind of stood there, uh, quite a few of us, just waiting for Iron Maiden to happen. It was just getting too long and just like, because I think that was the day there was a bit of a delay oh, yeah, on, on forgot, Main Stage I as I well. I forgot
0: about that wait, yeah.
2: There was that half an hour delay. I think from somewhere...
1: Black Label Society.
0: Black Label
2: Society, Black Label Society setting up.
1: Or something
0: Some along that those lines. On, they were
2: on really late. Everything kind of got pushed back a little bit. So it was taking even longer to get made. And obviously as a headliner, they're going to have a massive, massive show they're going to bring. But it took so long to kind of get that ready. The cold was starting to set in a little bit more. And we just weren't pulled in enough to say, you know what, let's stay and wait for Iron Maiden. So... Quite a few of us went back to 10,
1: but you, you guys stayed and watched a little bit. Well, if my memory's right, they were on about, what, 10 to 15 minutes late?
0: Maybe? Yeah, it might have been longer than that, I think. So, but I it guess... It felt l- longer than that. You're forgiven
1: in, li- in going early, because it was like, well...
0: I think Alex and I were just a bit more stubborn. We were like, no, we've, we've got to at least check out a bit of it. We saw a bit of it, and it wasn't really worth it, was it?
1: I just don't think they helped themselves, because um, this show was part of their... Legacy of the Beast tour mm-hmm. which is basically the tour for the, the latest album which means that they played loads of new shit at the start of their set and I didn't have a fucking clue so I don't know I just think your Iron Maiden download just play the fucking tunes play
0: the play the and hits your your biggest problem Alex going by the vlog was the way they started the way they opened you, you compared it to Kiss I mean, the night before of them like having I mean, a big curtain drop loads of pyro descending from the top i mean not every and band yeah not every band maiden, has to start like kiss yeah and i know maiden kiss were, sort of appeared kiss
1: are an exceptional like showcase of a band but with maiden it was like ooh, how many members of maiden are there five or six it's like five or six grandads have just sort of strolled on stage picked up an instrument and started bruce diggers is just wailing nonsense I was like, I don't fucking know what's going on. Uh,
0: I have to say, to be fair, Bruce was running and jumping around that stage. Yeah, yeah, he was... He he did seem like a decent front man. That's because he's the only one that's got a new but, hip. Yeah. <laughs> his, a, pen- his, pen-
1: his pension came through the night before. He's excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure... I Maybe it was the same sort of, you know, like with Kiss, I was down towards the front in it. Maybe if we had pushed ourselves for- forward a bit more, we might have yeah, been perhaps. in the atmosphere a bit more. But then at the same time... You think that Iron Maiden, you can, you can sit at the top of the hill and watch Iron Maiden and be blown away. That's,
0: I mean, that's what a lot of people are doing. They were there with their chairs, the chair army, (laughs) as I think people call them.
1: I was just—it's just so underwhelming.
0: So we went to (laughs) Co-op. I don't know. I
1: just think like there are a lot of people. We're going to keep bringing up, but. We made a video talking about a problem the problem with Download Festival about repeat headliners. And there are a lot of people saying, Oh, well maiden are the biggest band in the history of the world so they can headline every year until they die And I just think, why? It was boring. Maybe the demographic for Download hopefully is starting to shift. I and, think it is. And I think the older fan base is probably start there I think the,
0: there seem like a lot more younger people this year than yeah. twenty nineteen. Whether that's like a pandemic thing of Kind of like what we've done, we've kind of gone, well, let's just go to as many festivals as we can this year because we've missed out for yeah, like 18 months. So, yeah, we went to co op, got some drinks, and went to see Holding Absence acoustic set, which again it was lovely.
1: Yeah, it was just nice, it was just very nice, wholesome. Mm. Like, it was almost like being around a little campfire because it was very yeah. intimate.
0: Well, Holding Absence are another band like Malevolence that we've seen loads of times in quite a short space of time. Um, but the acoustic set was something different, something we've not seen from them yet. So it was good. Yeah, very good. And then Saturday Night was messy. Saturday Night was a messy night. You can see it all in the vlog. Yeah. There's a bag of wine called Stuart. We were out till the sun came up. Yeah.
1: Stupid. <laughs> I got my latest caught on a tent peg. Uh, do you know what the look on Dan's face? He just all I he was like behind me, and all I heard him say was, "You're not going to believe this," <laughs> as I
0: show you something highly believable.
1: Yeah, and then he I just just saw it. He was just stood there, just hooked. <laughs> uh, that was a good night. Which led into a pretty lazy Sunday morning. I don't think we got to the arena till quite. It we was mid afternoon, but
0: we had our, our little court session beforehand. Some of the guys played cricket with a can of Foster's and a mallet. But then when we did get to the arena, our, we we can, I mean, we wanted to see Static Dressed, didn't we? But they were on at like eleven o'clock, which I understand why they do it. It's obviously to get people in the arena earlier, get people buying some beers from the bar and stuff. But that was just too early.
1: But this is the problem as well. Like if the arena was an easier walk, you can get up, yeah, you go could see, get there go and see those go bands back. early and go back.
0: But it feels like because it's such a long walk, once you're there, you're there for the day.
1: Yeah, and I was not prepared to be there from eleven a.m. <laughs> But who did we see when we finally got there? Spirit Box, first ever UK show.
0: Yeah, Spirit Box was so good. Like I said first ever UK show, and they fucking smashed it. The crowd was—it's was like the crowd had been waiting for two years to see them, which really they had. Yeah. Um, tent was packed out. The dustiest pits I've seen for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean you could have made an argument for them to be bumped up to second stage, yeah, but then, easily. but the intimacy of the tent was. Yeah, an unmatched experience
0: I think being inside the tent it was one of those kind of you had to be there moments I think if it was outside it would have been like well yeah there was loads of people there whereas with it being in the tent it was like well only the people that fitted inside the tent were there yeah yeah. so it's like a a unique moment and I was there kind of thing
1: anything to add James?
0: I think it was just very impressive about like how tight they were as a live band
2: the songs sounded incredible live um Courtney's vocals were absolutely astounding. I think seeing a lot of people making the comparisons of her being like the female Sam Carter, being able to kind of flip between the melodics and the screams so well and be at such, I'll just guess, a high quality. I think was just something quite cool to behold. And like you say, it's one of those moments, I think you look back at it and being like, yeah, I saw Spirit Box, their first ever UK show at Darwin Festival and it was absolutely packed out and incredible. I think it's one of those things that definitely you could be saying years down the line of this band with the magnitude they are. The amount of merch you could see people wearing with Spirit Box over the whole weekend was incredible. Um, A very, very good way to kick off that Sunday. Agreed.
0: I don't think you guys stayed. I stayed at the Avalanche <coughs> tent and watched Trash Boat and they sounded like spot on.
2: I can attest that from outside the tent, they sounded incredible.
0: Um, like they're another band that we've seen so many times. But, they they sounded so so good. I think this is the best they've not not my favourite show that I've been to of theirs, but they sounded the best I've heard them. And then straight after them, I saw Boston Manor. They had a huge pit, big circle pits, loads of energy. Again, just a good time. And that, we'll be and we'll be seeing them again at Two Thousand Trees. See, so at yes. that
2: point, we we'd gone off to Corn, and that was the hardest clash for me, was either seeing Boston Manor or Corn, and getting like a good spot for Corn, but knowing that we're going to see them at Trees and they're probably one of the bands that I'm most looking forward to. I was like, okay, I got to get, get a good spot, get right at the front for Corn." And I am very happy I did. I think they were incredible live. Old songs hit well, new songs hit well. New and songs hit really like well. Like Start the Healing, I remember that. Yeah.
1: Starting and just And it wasn't incredible. like, it didn't... You know sometimes when a band will play... When a band like that has so many iconic songs, they could play something new and it falls a bit flat, or it's like you can see the pit noticeably like calm down. But it didn't. I didn't feel the energy dip for Corn throughout the no. entire of their set. No, not at all. I that to me proved that if they just give them a bit of production, they could be a headlining band. Oh, a hundred percent. From there, though, to close off Sunday.
0: Well, first of all, I think Alex saw a bit of Descendants, didn't you?
1: We did, yes. It was very good. It was tainted by the fact that Josh got his phone nicked by some mm. bastard in the pit. But basically, it was like four, like middle aged, slightly older than middle aged dudes just like st- stumbled onto the stage, and then suddenly it was like it was the, the eighties for them, like the energy. I couldn't believe the front man. It was like, it all it made me think was like imagine seeing this band in their day, because it would have yeah. been unreal because it was fast and energetic enough like at the age they're at now that it just makes you think like that would have been amazing to see them like in their day but it was still really really fun their songs are so short they must have we only were there for well i was only there for maybe about half of the set and i reckon they probably did about 16 songs in that time because that like some of them were like 20 seconds long yeah they're
0: like a a (coughs) old-school punk band, aren't they, where the songs are just fast, one-and-a-half-minute kind of things, aren't they?
1: Um, But yeah, great. It was the sort of thing that, like, I'm happy to now say that I've seen them.
0: Meanwhile, I was getting myself straight down the front for Biffy Clyro, and it was a lovely time. They mostly played kind of newer stuff, which I guess isn't a surprise. They released two albums uh, pretty much during the pandemic, so... Shouldn't be surprising to hear so much from those, but to be fair, I think it's not not necessarily some of their heavier stuff, but there's some proper riffs on those two albums.
1: Yes, yeah, I watched it from a few different spots. I was sort of moving around throughout the set, and like the the yeah the heaviness of some of the riffs carried all the way through the crowd. They were yeah. it was really good. The only to know, I guess, downside is that it just didn't feel as packed as yeah, the other two headliners
0: yeah I think it's a shame that they were closing the Sunday because I think if they were perhaps on the Friday or the Saturday more people might have been inclined to stay and check them out and give them a try because it felt very much like a bit of an underdog headline set um, after seeing I mean everyone knows about the the way that some download fans respond to something being a bit different on the lineup so yeah kind of supporting them for that felt quite nice and I'd hopefully, yeah. hopefully some people did stick out and give them a chance and and I think they might have proved a few people wrong if they did
1: before we went to bed that night. We all sat around camp, had some marshmallows yeah, on a barbecue. Everyone mm-hmm. talked about their favorite moments of the weekend. It was very cute. Mm. It's a very lovely way to end the weekend. Yes, yeah, we do should we give our favorite memories of the weekend, then,
0: yeah, let's do it.
1: um I think for me it's just gonna be seeing kiss. It was like I was seven years old again, listening to those songs, so I loved it.
0: The main thing about a festival for me is like the campsite the lineup doesn't matter fully it, obviously it helps if there's some great bands on there, but it's just nice being around the campsite with your mates, just having a laugh like I don't think I've laughed that much in a very long time as I did on those five days. Um, the strange lad breaking his chair was <laughs> particularly funny. And a, and his superhero entrance from the tent. Yeah. Something yeah. to behold. I don't know yeah, what... Just just the good times in the campsite in the doghouse, I think.
2: Yeah. I think I kind of agree with you, Dan. Like It was just nice having the whole group there. And I think that made the whole festival just something different I... compared to last time.
0: I think maybe the fact that it's, it was the first camping festival that we've been on in True. two years as well.
2: In terms of the sets though, I think there's one from each day that I think would stand up the most and I think it's Ghost Inside from Friday, Holding Absets from Saturday and then Corn from Sunday. I think those three kind of, just thinking back and just saying those names kind of put really good memories on my head straight away of just how much fun those sets were. The, whole, the whole, I don't think there was really any set that I was disappointed by, to be honest, from anyone that we saw. Uh, it was all enjoyable, all a great, great experience and... I'm thoroughly looking forward to next year.
0: I think at the time I loved the Biffy Clyro set, but if there's one I'm going to probably keep looking back on, one that's going to stick in my memories, it's going to be that Spirit Box set. Yeah, felt like a once in a lifetime opportunity to be. In a, yeah, because their, their crowds are and only it gonna feels get like they're going to be massive, very quickly. Yeah, so they won't be playing a a tent that small. No. Well, I mean, I'd say small It's still not a small tent, but they'll be on an outdoor stage in future.
1: Anything that you think Download could do better or improve on for next year? I, I don't know. I'm intrigued to see how they approach the
2: new kind of format for next year with four four days of music, whether it's just for the 20th anniversary or if it's going to be something moving forwards. But seeing that kind of, like you mentioned briefly there earlier on, fresh headliners, someone new, they've got this extra day, take the risk and let's, let's see what happens with it. Bring someone that we've never seen before. And let's just see how that pans out.
0: Yeah, I think obviously this year with it being a, a brand new layout, I think they're they're naturally going to like learn from it and I would hope improve things. Like the idea we had of that just exit only cut through from the campsite into the car park. Yeah. That that would be really helpful. Um I think maybe more drinking water points. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, the one I remember Uh,
2: towards the right hand side of main stage in particular was probably one of the busiest ones and it just pretty much completely stopped working. There must have been maybe 12 taps there and there ended up only being two that worked and then I saw multiple other ones like even one right pretty much on festival entry was just closed down straight away. So that that definitely was an issue, especially with... uh, we, We made a point not to talk about it but the weather was absolutely beautiful incredible for the whole time we
0: were really lucky with that
2: but then to make sure that everyone's safe and stays hydrated with that you've got to make sure the water access points are running at like full capacity at 100 because otherwise things can go wrong
0: even the one on our campsite at times was just like it was just dribbling Mm -hmm. and it would take ages to fill your bottle up it was just like trying to extract saliva from an animal that like is dead yeah Hmm. doesn't to produce saliva.
1: <laughs> I think in relation to that as
0: well, like within the arena, shaded areas, um, because yeah, th- these all seem to be things that are in the guest area. Yeah, like I feel like like there a huge there's a huge grassy area kind of to the right of the main stage where there weren't like any stalls or yeah, crepe anything crepe. there. Yeah. It was just a big grass area, perhaps like some picnic benches and some or sheltered yeah areas there would be quite nice.
1: Yeah, I think that's the only thing. But I think security it's, were it's, great. The, yeah. The it's, vendors it's, were all really good. The only great.
0: complaints are like logistical things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That can easily be improved.
1: Oh and stop booking Iron Maiden.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe take some more risks with the main stage. I mean, apart from a data remember, if you look at the subheadliners, they're kind of really safe bookings. Yeah. Whereas like maybe stick someone new there like a Frank Carr and the Rattlesnakes.
1: Yeah, if you're not going to take a risk with headliners, if you're going to be... Yeah,
0: and then like it's going to make people that are there ready for Maiden check out someone yeah. new that could be a future headliner. And then they might be, hey, quite likes that. I'll come and see them if they headline. Exactly. And just, if, just an idea. Yeah. We don't have any experience in, in booking, so what do we know? We'd give it a go, though. We're just we're just the people who buy the tickets.
1: If Andy Carpin wants us to do it next year, we'll book it. Yeah.
0: We have done our perfect festivals.
1: MGK four, four nights in a row.
0: <laughs> he, he's joking. He hates, he hates MGK hates well. Hate MGK. I R- I'd rather have Muse. I, I Ice actually Muse. would rather have Muse than MGK. Anything else to say before we wrap it up? We were making a lot of noise around Download Weekend and we've had a lot of people directed towards the channel. So if you're new here, thank you.
1: Yes and we'll plug it again we've got four episodes of vlogs of our experience at Download which you can watch now we'll also have vlogs from Slam Dunk Festival we've got vlogs from Outbreak Festival truck and trees coming soon busy boys
0: it's a good summer if good you're bye. if you're at Download Festival let us know your highlights and maybe lowlights what could you what do you think they could have done better